Welcome to episode 64 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 7. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Hello from India. To start off, I want to share with you that it is so good to be back among my family and friends. It has been two years since I met them and meeting my mom and spending time with her is bliss. Some of you may feel that my episode release time is off and you're right, it is off because I am in a completely different time zone and so I ask you to please bear with me in that regard. I will be releasing two more episodes from India. Here is today's good thought to begin the episode. It is a quote from the Brahma Kumari tradition of thought. It is in the form of an affirmation and is very relevant to what you're about to hear in today's episode. Here it goes. Energy is in constant motion on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. In my relationships, I give and receive energy. It is an exchange process that I am always aware of. When my give and take is positive, there is balance and harmony in my relationships. End quote. Not only is this a good thought, but it is also a very powerful affirmation, especially if you believe that we are all interconnected through our energies. And what you're about to hear from our guest today resonates with you, then you can use this affirmation daily. Our guest for today is a native Hawaiian healer with deep family roots in ancient Hawaii. His family is considered local shamans for many generations. You are in for a treat. Today, You, we will be discussing different aspects of individual and collective energies. Let's together welcome James Kawaii Nui. Hello, James. Welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. It is wonderful to have you on the show. We met, I can't even begin to think how we met because we were not, we were not planning to meet. It's not like we knew each other, but I called you for a half an hour consult. I loved what you said and I invited you over the, for the show and you graciously accepted. Thank you for having me. And, you know, we look at coincidences or we look at synchronicities and we think that there's not a big plan out there, but the reality is there is a big plan and we're not always privy to the end, to the information. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And then when I meet someone who I didn't even think I would meet, I get very tickled about it because just like you said, I know someone else is planning these meetings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm grateful to be here today. Welcome again, James. Can you please start us off by telling us something about yourself? Sure. My, my name is James Kelly Nui, and I'm a native Hawaiian healer. I am the oldest of eight. I grew up in Hawaii, for people that know Hawaii, on the big island in Kona. I grew up on a coffee farm, and I left Hawaii at a very early age. The reason that I left was I was abused as a child. I had physical and psychological abuse from a stepfather. And so when I was able to, I said, I am not going to leave myself in this situation. And I left. 
and I joined the military. I joined the Navy and I was in the Navy for four and a half years. And I eventually moved to Florida, which is where I raised my family. It seems as though in my lifetime, I've had several lifetimes because I've done so many different things. I haven't done healing work and, and maybe I should backstep a little bit and say that my family goes back in Hawaii over 20 generations. And my family were the, the easiest way for me to describe it to everybody so they would understand is my family are the shaman of my culture. And so we carry an understanding of energy and we carry an understanding of healing that most people may not have access to. And so I am the continuation of a lineage that has done this healing work for many generations. I haven't done this all of my life. You know, I'm, I'm in my 60s now. And when I came to this, I was in my early 40s. And the way that I came to this is I was working as a senior manager in a multi-million dollar a year company. I had three departments of people that work for me. I was so left-brained, it wasn't even funny. I worked in the corporate world, but doing processes and, and auditing and customer service and quality controls. And I had an experience when I was 42 years old that changed everything. And that was, in some ways, when I look back at it, it was the first time in my life that I had ever practiced surrender. And people talk about practicing surrender. And, and I had never understood what that meant. I worked 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week. That was pretty normal for me. And I was home on a Friday evening and I had what people would consider a clairaudient experience. In other words, hearing a voice. But I didn't only just hear a voice. What happened is I felt someone behind me and they came and, and it's almost as if they used their hand and they tapped me in the back of the head, kind of like your parents would do if you were doing something, you were messing up. Mm -hmm. They would kind of hit you in the back of the head and say, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. uh, there was a hand that tapped me in the back of the head and a voice that said, it's time to go home. It stunned me in that moment. I looked at my wife, who is my ex-wife now, and I mm -hmm. looked at her and I said, what are we doing here? And she said, what do you mean? So I got up and I went into the other room. I picked up the phone and I called my sister in Hawaii. And I said, who's staying at the beach house that we had? Our family has a house on the beach in Hawaii. And she said, no one. And I said, I'm coming home. Mm -hmm. So in that moment of that voice saying, it's time to go home. It was as if it was a complete 180 in, in direction. And I walked into my boss's office the next morning and I said, I quit. I can't do this job anymore and I'm leaving. And I left. I walked away. So and I walked away from a lot of money. I walked away from a very prestigious job. I walked away from a career that I thought that I really, really wanted. Mm. And in that moment, all of that changed. James, before we yeah. go any further, yeah. two questions. Sure. You said your ancestors were the shamans of your land. Yes. So, and it's, you said 20 generations. So is that really naturally inherited by the next generation or is it taught? That's a really good question, Hamadai. And I want to answer that because there is several different ways to look at this. Okay. If, if people understand cellular memory, we have a cellular memory inside of us that we inherit from our ancestors and from our family. I said, it's our family lineage. And that cellular memory 
has the coding for that healing energy. And there's different things that happen in Hawaii. The energy would pass from generation to generation through what the Hawaiians call the ha, which is the breath. I think it's similar to Eastern um, spirituality and Eastern religions where the Hawaiians call it the mana, the, the knowledge passes from generation to generation, but it passes through transmission, energetic transmission, like sitting with a guru or sitting with a Tibetan monk or sitting with a, a teacher just to be in their presence. You gain the knowledge because it's literally transferred energetically to you. So that happens as well. Yet there was this innate healing or innate energy that was inside of me that had been starting to boil out of me about five or six years before this happened. Mm. People were showing up in my office and they were talking to me about what was going on with them. And they would walk in and say, I'm in pain. And I would put my hands on them. My hand would move in some ways free of my thoughts. And I would stop in some place on their body. And I would say, your, your pain is here. And they go, yeah, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. And then I would do something and their pain would go away and they would walk out of my office and they would be completely um, blown away by what I did. And I was standing in awe because I had no idea what was going on. And so in some ways, when I got the tap on the back of the head, it was the continuation of that of going, okay, you are destined for bigger things and you've been kind of dragging your feet here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we need to get the ball rolling. And so that was that moment of doing that. That and is incredible. <laughs> and, I, and, and you're lucky that you did get that moment and you're lucky that you recognized and were aware of that moment. I feel like these moments happen to so many people at so many different stages of their life but they don't recognize that that happened to them because their focus is elsewhere and they're not able to see that that moment just happened to them. And it's true. We, we all have an innate sense of where we should be and what we should be doing. There is that intuition that people talk about, but we discount that. So many people that I work with, and I work with people from all over the world, they have that energy inside of them, but they don't trust themselves and they don't trust it. So what happens is we end up listening to our egoic mind and the egoic mind is the part that will keep us in fear constantly. Mm -hmm. It will keep us in doubt. It will continuously tell us there are things that we cannot do. It will never say, oh, you can do this. You're really good at this. Our egoic mind is constantly berating us and, mm -hmm. and, and wanting to put us in a corner and keep us there. James, before we go any further, I do want to make sure that you let the folks know how they can reach out to you. So listeners, if there is any reason why you need to reach out to James, and as James just said, he is a natural healer and shaman, you will find his contact information in the show notes as well. If people want to reach out to me, they can. the easiest way is to go to my website, which is very easy. It's jameskawainui.com. Great. My, I, I will yeah. have that in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way you did because people reach out. And one of the things that I offer people is a free 30 minute consultation. So I sit with you for 30 minutes and we talk about where you are and give you something, at least one little nugget for you to walk away that may help you. 
And I started in the beginning to say that I don't know why I even called you, <laughs> which is true because I don't call every single person who is offering a 30-minute consult. Right. But something just drew me to calling you. And I guess the reason was this, that you needed to be on my show. <laughs> okay. James, can you please tell us your story? I can't wait to hear your story. After I quit and I left and, and moved back to Hawaii, I, I literally went from having everything, and you could say everything. I'm talking about a, a big expense account, you know, and, and this is the things that I thought were important, you know, buying fancy dinners and expensive bottles of wine and sitting around with the other corporate executives smoking big fat cigars. And, you know, we had a corporate jet, and if there were places that we needed to be, then and the jet was available then we had that and and so you know i loved the travel and everything else like that it was what i thought i was supposed to be doing and when i left all of that and i moved back to hawaii i literally left all of it the beach house that i was moving to was literally a shack so it had no electricity and it had no running water mm. and it had a tin roof and it didn't even have windows all it had was screens around it because it's the tropics it doesn't get cold and if it rains it rains you know, but the beach was about a hundred feet away from the front door of my house. I came to understand in the years that I lived there that I was living on ancestral land. So in genealogical research that a cousin of mine did, we, we came to the understanding that actually my family, my ancestors were standing on the beach when Cook landed in Hawaii back in 1776. That's incredible because they were part of the Ali'i clan, which is, which is the royal family, and that's part of my lineage. So when I moved back to Hawaii, it took about four and a half years. And in those four and a half years, I let go of everything as much as I could. I went from being very important to not doing anything at all. And the reason that I did that, and I didn't understand it at the time, again, what I said earlier was this practice of surrender. But it was also about making um, space in my life for what was about to happen. And this is one of the things that I tell people that maybe this is an analogy that maybe people may understand. So if you look at yourself as a glass of water and during the course of your life, your, the, the water in your cup gets filled up by all the things that you do. Right. And, and then it gets to the point where your cup is full. My life is full. I have all these things that are happening. But then there's a realization that, wait a minute, my cup is full, but what I filled my cup with was not the things that I wanted to have. So I filled my cup with fear. I filled my cup with doubt. I filled my cup with bad relationships or jobs that I didn't want. And we get to realizations and say, well, I want to change my life. Well, if your life is water and you turn the water on to put more water in your cup, well, there's no space in your cup for anything new. So we have to understand that in order to, for us to step forward, sometimes we have to let go. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the letting go is probably the hardest part because it's, it, there's so many different things that are attached to that. One is we have an identity that the ego has created that says that this is who we are. When I start to think about changing my life, that means that my identity of who I am might change. And most people are very, very, very uncomfortable when that happens. And so they don't change. Mm. 
What else did you have to give up besides your corporate job in bringing about this change? I, I literally ended up giving everything away. I, I'm seriously, when at the end of the four and a half years, I had lost my marriage and all the money that I had saved was gone. Hmm. And I would tell people that this is not the way to do that. You know, there were things that were happening. My ex-wife and I, we were on very different paths. I was heading into the path that I was at and she was not willing or wanting to grow. Spiritually, we were growing apart and it got to the point where the only way that I could move forward was to break away. That is very interesting what you say, because we are t- this is not the topic of our conversation today, but you did touch upon relationships. And I am sure there are listeners out there who have maybe spouses, maybe family members, maybe friends, who they feel like they are spiritually moving apart from. And what I hear you say is, if you don't let that aspect of you go, then you're going to be hampering your own growth. There are degrees to that. And and yes, you're correct when you say that. Okay. So if I have a relationship, I have a relationship as a friend, or I have a relationship who is a sibling, or I have a relationship who might be a significant other. I want to be really careful about how I say this. They may not be in the same mindset as I am. In other words, I'm looking inside of myself and I'm looking at a place in my life where I, I, I want to be positive. I want to hold a different energy. I want to look at my doubts and my fears and step beyond them. And yet people that I am surrounded with don't see life that way. And so what literally happens is because everything is energy, I end up staying in the same energetic frequency and vibration of the people around me. Now, if I'm really wanting to change my life and I'm stepping beyond the fears and the negativity, however you want to look at that, but the people around you continue to be in that place, it makes it very challenging. I've lost lots of friendships. I've lost relationships with people that I've known I even, in some ways, have lost some of the relationships in my family because I'm seeing my life in a different way than other people are. And this is not to make them bad or me right or them wrong. It has nothing to do with that. It's it's about a choice that I'm making for my soul, choice that I'm making for this individual, this person who I am, you know? And is it hard to do that? Yes. Is there ways to not have to do that? Absolutely. Does that mean that we have to leave our spouses or our friends? No. And at the same time, then we have to have the conversation about this is where I am in my life and start to create what I call energetic boundaries. Mm -hmm. We have to create boundaries and say, I see this is who you are. I see that you're an angry person. I see that you're constantly depressed. Can I accept you for where you are and not have to change anything? And so our relationship will be me understanding that, but maintaining my own energetic vibration. Mm, yeah. And then it was a really interesting thing for me. This is my experience. When I finally got a divorce from my first marriage, I had a conversation with my mom one day. And I was talking to her about what was going on. And and this is something that I never expected from her. 
And she said, you know what? I said, no, mom, what is that? She said, people fall out of love and that's okay. And it's mm -hmm. not that I needed her approval for mm -hmm. what was going on, but I thought that that was a very profound thing for her to say, because, you know, a lot of times we hang on to relationships way longer than we need to, because one, we feel like we need to fix it. Two, I, for me, the reason that I stayed in my relationship was because I didn't feel want to feel like a failure. At, at that time, they said one out of every two marriages ended in divorce. And I was in that relationship for 25 years. And, and I would have to say that the last five to seven years of that relationship, I didn't want to be there. Mm. But I made concessions inside myself. And I stayed in that relationship because I didn't want to fail at being married. And what I ended up doing as I was doing that was I was constantly giving myself away and shortchanging who I was. Yeah, this wasn't supposed to be the discussion. <laughs> and I know we digressed, but let me tell you, James, this also is for a reason. There is someone out there who's listening to this, who needs to hear what you're saying, which is why we digressed. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to bring us back to where you wanted to take us. In some ways, this has something to do with the things that we wanted to talk about. And, and I'm just finished my story. All of that happened in the early in 2000 was when I left my job. So 21 years ago, it led me to lots of different places to sit and learn with lots of very amazing teachers in Hawaii and when I lived in New Zealand and, and kind of catching up to where we are now. The things that I see and the things that I work with for myself and with the people that, that I work with every day is that nobody taught us about energetic boundaries. Nobody taught us that, that we can maintain our sense of self and our energy without having to constantly give it away. And what I find is that most people are not aware that they are being affected by the energy and the people around them without their even knowing it. And so when we start to realize that and we start to understand and be and are able to maintain our energetic boundaries, our lives will change. And, and I think this is indicative as well for and uh, not picking on many people, but I think mothers and women are especially bound by that because of all the things that have happened in our culture. We are taught to constantly do for other people or give ourselves away at the expense of who we are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think that we can do that anymore because the, the long-term detrimental effects of that are not healthy. And for a lot of people that I see, it leads to resentment. And it relates to lack of self-confidence. It leads to lack of self-worth. And an idea that says that in order for me to be of service, I have to give myself away. So I guess this would be our first lifeless, if I haven't caught the ones from before <laughs> this, which I will and in the end summarize for our listeners. But I think this is a big one. And it is know your energy boundaries and maintain them. So what are energy boundaries? How can you tell whether you're maintaining them? And if you're not, how can you then help yourself by maintaining your energy boundaries? All, all very good questions and I'll answer those to the best of my ability. 
So let me ask this for the people that are listening to this podcast, okay? If you ever walked into a room and immediately were drawn to some people and repelled by others, and, and that is you recognizing other people's energy, most people don't pay attention to that or knowing when to step into a situation and know because it feels uncomfortable when to get out. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are situations where we do that. I can give a practical example of this. <laughs> Yesterday, I okay. met with a really close friend of mine for breakfast. Her name is mm -hmm. Dolly. Her daughter just got married. And so this was more like a post-marriage celebration of her becoming the mother-in-law. And when we finished, I wrote first to her and I said, loved our breakfast so much. And I'm reading this from our messages. And I said, loved our breakfast so much with two hearts. And she wrote back and she said, totally loved your energy. And I come back with so much more. Love you. That yeah. was the best compliment that I think I received in many days. It's an amazing compliment. It's a good example of that. And this is what happens when people find people with other and with good energy they literally will want to plug in. I say plug in because we make people feel good. Sometimes most people cannot do that for themselves. They are not able to see or understand how to put themselves in a better light, in, in a better state of mind or frame of mind. And when they're around people that are always upbeat, that are always positive, it helps give them that energy. In, in that moment, then energetic boundaries in some ways are being broached because they are literally plugging into you to get that energy. And the reality is that I'm giving it away because that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. all, all of this is happening, though, on an unconscious level. And so when we do that and it's conscious that we're doing that, that's okay. But when we are constantly giving ourselves away like that, it has a detrimental effect on who we are because... This is the way that I explain it to people. So imagine that you have 100% of your energy available to you to live your life, to live your life, to manifest the things that you want, to, to create the life that you want to live. We spend an inordinate amount of time trying to change something that's already happened, helping the people that are around us and worried about the future. And if we looked at that and they drew a circle and they just drew lines out of the middle of a circle, this is where I put my energy. This is where I put my energy. And you start looking at all the places where your energy goes and you give those numerical values like 1%, 5%. And then you subtract that from 100%. Then you're going to find out how much energy that you really have to live your life. Mm. Right. And so how can I manage and live my life? How can I do the things that I want to do if I am constantly giving my energy away to all these different places and all these different people? Or worried about the future, things that haven't happened, or trying to change something that happened in the past that I will never be able to change. A lot of people spend time in the past. Yeah. You no, know, it's a little bit off of energetic boundaries, but it is still talking about your energy and how you maintain it. Right. I think the telephone example that you gave is a very day-to-day -day example. And so I just want to take that a little further to solidify the message. So if there is someone who's calling and you say, oh, 
you know, I don't think that's the person. I don't have the energy. Yeah. The energy to talk to them. So basically you're saying if you pick up that phone and you talk to that person, you have not maintained your energetic boundaries. But if you decide not to talk to that person, then you have managed your energetic boundaries well? It goes way deeper than that, though. Okay. Because, because you've already established a relationship with this person in the past that says that if they need help, they can reach out to you. And we've given them help before. And so what now what we're actually talking about is energetic boundaries, but we're also talking about codependent relationships because this is somebody that leans on you and this is somebody that you've done that for. This is a conversation that we can go very, very much deeper than this because, because why do I allow that to happen? Well, I need to be loved. I need to be supported. I want to be appreciated. So I'm going to give this energy away. It creates this unbalanced relationship, though, because that person goes, well, I know I can reach out to James because he's going to make me feel better. And, and I'm there going, let me help you feel better because I want to feel good about who I am. Mm -hmm. And there is a codependent relationship. Okay. And so what is the life lesson that you want to share with the listeners regarding this codependency and your energetic boundaries? I think the biggest piece inside of that is most people live this way very unconsciously and go through their life this way and then and then don't understand where the resentment comes in the relationships of the people that are around them and what's happening. And by the time we get to that understanding, the pattern has already been set. And so what we're talking about having to do is un un unwind those patterns. Mm -hmm. So the life lesson I would say is the first thing is to be able to Come to an awareness that you may be in relationships with people around you that is out of balance. That is the biggest, because then the, the opportunity to change that steps in. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we have to remember we're undoing a, a pattern that could be years or lifetimes in the making. So it just doesn't mean that you're going to be able to change it. That's a start. Then there's the deeper work. That goes inside of that. I have to look at myself and go, how did I create this relationship? Why did I create this relationship? What was in it for me when I decided to give my energy away? Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. We, we don't know we need to change until we realize we need to change. <laughs> True. Please give us more life lessons. If we were to keep going about energetic boundaries, Let's take this in a little bit different direction, okay? If you're going along in your day and all of a sudden your energy changes, in other words, you're doing really good and all of a sudden you feel sad or you feel angry or some other emotion shows up, right? Usually we just think that our mood has changed, but that may not always be the case. And so one of the things that I ask people to do is to say is that if you're going along in your day and your energy changes very abruptly, if you could do one thing, this may change that. And that is to stop in that second and look inside and, and give yourself permission to feel whatever emotion that is. And ask yourself, is, am I feeling myself or am I feeling someone else? Mm. we never stop and ask the question right because we are all linked together 
which means that we are constantly feeling what everybody else is feeling. And I think some people have understood that. They call it the collective consciousness. And if it's my energy that I feel, then, then I take responsibility for it. But if it is not my energy, then I have the opportunity in that moment to go, I feel this energy, I understand this energy that's come into my body or into my awareness. And I know that this is not me, this is not mine. And I send this back to wherever it is that came from, whoever it is that I'm feeling. I know that this is not my responsibility to carry this energy. That's amazing. You're very much saying, don't take it upon yourself. Don't own it. Send it right back. But the way that you send it back is really important because mm -hmm. I can't send it back out of animosity or mm -hmm. anger. Mm -hmm. When I'm giving that energy or sending that energy back, there's a prayer that's inside that says, my prayer is that there will become a point in, in this person's life that you will be able to see what, what's happening and take responsibility for this. My, but it's not my responsibility to hold. It's not my responsibility to carry, mm. to carry for you. Mm, mm. Right? Very, absolutely. Very interesting. Thank you, James. Thank you for your wisdom, your story, and your life lessons. It was uh, invaluable. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today and for everybody that uh, may have the opportunity to listen to this. I say you have the ability to change your life. And when we take responsibility and realize that everything outside of us is a reflection of who we are. And as I start to, gosh, realize that I have, I don't want to say the power, but I have the ability to live the life that I want to. You became fuzzy at the end, but James says that I have the ability to live the life I want to. And that is a great way to end this show. Thank you, James. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Listeners, I really hope you enjoyed this discussion with James. I know I did. And I also know that I will practice creating energetic boundaries because I would be lying if I said I don't need them. I really like the idea and can use it. As always, here are my key takeaways from this discussion. One, we all have an innate sense of where we should be and what we should be doing. There is that intuition that people talk about. But so many of us don't trust it and we continue to listen to our egoic mind, which will keep us in constant fear and doubt. To change, we should realize that to move forward into the new, sometimes we must let go of the old. Two, due to many of our cultures, and this is especially true for women and mothers, we are taught to give ourselves away at the expense of who we are. If you are in a relationship with someone who is not growing with you, you have two choices. Let go of that relationship or create energetic boundaries with them. And James explains in this episode how exactly these energetic boundaries are created and maintained. Three, we may have codependent relationships that may be out of balance. We should be able to come to an awareness when we are in relationships that is out of balance because then the opportunity to change it steps in. At the same time, we must remember we are undoing a pattern that could be years or lifetimes in the making. 
so it will not change overnight. This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.